It was the first weekend in October and autumn had arrived with a vengeance. The driving rain on the Saturday persuaded many people to stay home, dry and tuned in to the book festival. In fact, it's quite possible that some of them might even have been put off heading out to the library or any of the other venues normally used by the event. There were 16 videos and podcasts on the agenda recorded using whatever tools were available. They could either be viewed on the festival website or directly from YouTube. And as Joanne Baird explained, the number of people watching and listening was really very gratifying. Oh, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. We usually go out for a meal after Portobello Book Festival, which naturally last weekend we couldn't do. So we had a little Zoom get-together on Sunday evening and we looked at all the the different events and the numbers and they've been climbing through the week because of course you can still watch them afterwards but we're absolutely delighted because for every single event we've had at least the number of people we would expect to have in a venue and in most cases we've had far far more sometimes three or four times the number of people that we could either accommodate or that we would expect to be able to to come along so it, we're absolutely delighted with how well it's been received. Were there any particularly notable ones which stood out that were really popular? There was a couple. The the one with Leone Charlton, which was filmed, of course, on on location up in Argyll, where uh, the star of the show was most definitely the horse, I think. Sorry, Leone. (laughs) But she was absolutely fascinating to listen to, and it it was great just to have that different perspective. Clearly, it would have been a bit tricky to have a horse coming into the library, but that's certainly been that's been the most viewed event that we've had so far. And another one which was also filmed on location was the one with uh, Peter Ross, which was filmed in the Glasgow Necropolis for his book A Tomb with a View, an appropriate place to, to film it. I know we spoke about that before when we were talking about the upcoming events, so they've definitely been two that have been really, really well received. But most of the events, they've had 70, 80, 90 people viewing them, and as you know, that's a lot more than we would normally have in the library. And as you mentioned, it's possible to now continue viewing them. I know that I personally have not seen all of them, and there are some I definitely do want to see. Had it been in the library, it's gone. That's right, yeah, and that is the one advantage of having them all online this year. If it was in the library and you couldn't make that time, or there was two events on, as with every book festival, then generally that would be that. You wouldn't be able to see it. But they're all there. If you go to the the front page of the the book festival website, which now has a a nice easy to remember name, it's just portobellobookfestival.com. The very first post you'll see has links to every single one of the events and you can watch them again or listen to them again if they're podcasts. The interesting thing is I actually made a point of going to YouTube rather than actually watch them on from the website. Uh, one of the reasons for that is I don't have a smart TV, but I do have a Chromecast, therefore I was able to cast from my phone to the television. Do you think there's a difference in the information that you're getting between the website and YouTube? It's kind of hard to say, because I'm not really an expert on how all the statistics work, but what I can say to you is, over the weekend, the website visits went absolutely crazy. Over the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we had over 5,000 views of the website which is incredible. When we looked at the YouTube statistics on each day, there seemed to be a bit of an, an anomaly. I'm not really sure why, but for example, we looked at them at the end of Saturday and there was one at the end of Saturday that was showing that there was 60 people had viewed it. And when we looked again on Sunday, there was 49. So we're not really entirely sure what's going on there. I don't know if it was maybe partial views were included on Saturday and then by the Sunday they were telling you how many people had watched the full event. I really don't know, but whatever way the numbers worked, 
whether it's the lower number or the higher number, we were just delighted that there were so many people did engage with the festival, whether it was through the, the website or YouTube. So what lessons have you actually learned as a result of this? Because there are so many different variations. You yourself presented, Louise presented, Peter presented and others. You know, what lessons are you taking away from this? Well, we've learned that we can do it, is the main thing. There was a real sense of positivity right from the beginning. When everything was just going horribly wrong in March and April and everybody just thought, oh, goodness me, what are, we, are we going to be able to do anything? And everybody on the team said, we can do something. Whether it's going to be a few events in the library, of course that didn't happen, or whether it's going to be online, we know that we can do something. So there was that real sense that we were all going to work together to get something out there for Portobello Book Festival. And I have to say our contributors were also really, really positive at taking part as well. So I think that is the main thing, that if we really hope, obviously we're not in this situation come October next year, but if we are, we know we can do it. We know we can do the YouTube videos. We know that everything is going to work linked into the website. I've learned how to make podcasts. Don't worry, I'm not a rival for you, David. But, <laughs> you know, we've all learned new skills. And we know that if it comes to it next year, we could do a blended approach if we want to. Yeah, I was wondering about that because some of them, we've been talking about Lainey Charlton and the way that was shot on location, adding so much, not just the horse, but adding <laughs> so much to the emotion of the event. Yeah, I think that's right, and it is something that could actually be an advantage for us as a festival too, because usually we, we tend to have authors who are fairly local, because as you know, we don't pay our authors. They come very generously and give their time for free, but we do pay their expenses. So this year we've not had any expenses to pay. <laughs> so in a way, it could actually give us access to some more people who, who maybe either don't want to travel or maybe aren't available on the actual weekend. You know, we can record it in advance and put it out on the weekend. So I think it's going to be a, definitely something that we can look at in the future. You say no expenses, but you know, Peter, or was he actually travelling up in that direction anyway? I or haven't asked up? him if he's had any expenses. <laughs> I'm not the treasurer, so I don't know. But uh, I, I believe Peter knows Leone quite well, so I'm sure that that was a, a trip possibly to visit a friend. Maybe it was something else that was happening uh, <laughs> just on the way. <laughs> but yes... The whole idea of a blended festival, from my point of view, actually does really make an awful lot of sense. And I suspect it does for the people who are running the Edinburgh Book Festival, the Wigton one, and so forth. Yeah, I think it's really opened up access to lots of people. People who couldn't see events for various reasons, whether it's distance or money or time. And being able to do it really does open up the, the festival events to so many more people. Do you feel, drawing this to a conclusion, that actually this has kind of inspired you, the fact that it's actually worked, that it's been successful, you've had so many views on the website, that this has inspired all of the team to go into next year and start organising with enthusiasm, perhaps more than you might have done otherwise? I think it has, yes. I mean, we're always enthusiastic. We're enthusiastic readers. We're always keen to, to get our festival organised. But the fact that we, we've done this, we've pulled it off, you know, we have no budget, we, we don't get funding, it, it's all just done from ourselves. You know, we, we've created something out of nothing and we know we can do that. So next year, we might start with the approach of 
kind of the opposite to this year. This year we thought we might be able to do some events and we'll do some online. Next year we might start off with the approach the other way around. We know we can do it online and fingers crossed we'll be able to do them in person as well. And so future Portobello Book Festivals may look and feel a little different from those we've enjoyed over the last decade and more, all the while retaining the intimate local nature of the event. At present, none of us knows what the future will bring, but all going well, the next book festival will be held from the 1st to the 3rd of October 2021.